You're highly welcome to the Precious People's Assembly for All Nations podcast, a place where we share God's word and empower you for your assignment in the marketplace, guided by Senior Pastor Sam Otenaki. Now, why don't you sit tight for today's sermon as we dig deep into the word and discover how to be God's representatives wherever we go. Mama and the entire pastorate to stand in uh, in the, on the behalf of Pastor tonight again to uh, reload uh, last Sunday's message. I believe God is not true with us, and uh, whatsoever He has in stock for us tonight, it will be delivered to us in Jesus' name. I say in Jesus' name. The Lord will grant us a heart to hear. He will grant us an ear to receive. And that which is meant for us will be delivered in the name of Jesus. Uh, by the grace of God, for some weeks now, we have been uh, going through a series contending for the faith. Contending for the faith. And last Sunday, we took a detour to a subtitle, Growth, an imperative for contending for the faith. Growth. An imperative for, confer, uh, for contending for the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I enjoy your response, so you better give it to me. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And that is what tells me that we are together in church. Praise the Lord. We talked about growth as an imperative to us contending for the faith. And I looked deeply into the word uh, growth. And I came to the realization that it simply talks about spiritual maturity. That is what uh, the, 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 the message was highlighting. Growth, maturity, spiritual maturity. We're growing from grace to grace. we not stagnated. we not in one spot. But we are progressing. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Our spiritual life is not a treadmill kind of life. But it is a progressive one. And how do I mean or what do I mean by a, a treadmill life? How many of us know what, uh, knows what a treadmill is? Can I see your hand? Okay, only one pair. Okay, two people, three. Okay. A treadmill. Okay, a few of us. A treadmill is an instrument the, uh, people use for exercises. And on that instrument, you stand on it and you can program yourself to run at a particular speed. Hallelujah. And you are running. You could see on your dashboard. You could see the distance you are running. You could see the, the distance per kilometer that you are running. But you are in one spot. That is what I call a treadmill kind of Christianity. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Uh, a, 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 a treadmill kind of Christianity is that kind of Christianity that you are, you, you, you are moving but you are not making progress. You are moving, you are not gaining traction. You are moving but yet nothing is changing in your life. That is a treadmill kind of life. And that is not a life of growth. And that is not a life of maturity. And for us to be able to contend in the faith which we have been dealing with from the book of Jude, uh, from verse 1 to 3, it talks about 
a faith that is progressive in nature. It talks about a faith or a life that is moving forward, that is on an incremental dimension, that is experiencing one stage to the other, moving forward, not backward, not retrogression. I used to have a friend in those days. Uh, he's late now. He's a singer. He sang one song, and he said, uh, uh, he said one step forward, two steps backward. He said, that is the life of a backslider. Hallelujah. And you know, for some Christians, that is actually their wavelengths. That is the path they follow. Today they are hot. Tomorrow they are cold. Tomorrow, uh, today they are on fire. They are firebrand. Next tomorrow, they are down and out. That is the life of some believers. But that is not the kind of life that this teaching is taking us through. It is a life that experiences a consistent growth. Day after day, we are supposed to grow. Day after day, we are supposed to be better than we were yesterday. Day after day, our life is supposed to improve on some certain level, on some certain areas. Is it in our areas of prayer? Is it in our areas of studying the Word of God? And above all, our area of understanding the Word of God. We need to grow. The Bible says that we be no more Christians who are tossed up and down by the wings of doctrine, by the slight of men by which they lie in wait. We should have outgrown some doctrinal principle. We should not go back to laying down the foundation of elemental things again. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. That is what the Bible says. He said that we, uh, thank you very much, Ephesians 4, 14, that we be no longer children. We be no longer children. Toes to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Today, it, if, 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 if it's the one that says we should walk with our head, as long as they perform miracle, we say, yes, that is the one that God has assigned for us. And so we begin to think of how to walk with our heads. Another day, if it's the one that we say, we should not even talk again. We say, as long as we see miracle signs and wonders, in quote, we believe in them and we begin to keep mute along the line. But that is not what God has assigned for us to do. God wants us to grow. God wants us to grow on the line of his word. He wants us to understand the precept of his word. Day after day is supposed to be an incremental dimension for us as believers. Can I hear an amen? I can't feel you. I say I can't feel you. So spiritual growth, or rather growth, is talking about that spiritual maturity. When our skin becomes tightened, when our skin becomes be, become, become strong enough. And you know Paul spoke to, the, uh, 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 to, to his congregation. He said, I couldn't speak unto you as unto mature people. But I had to speak unto you as unto babes. That is how the King James Version put it. He said, I had to speak unto you as unto babes. Like people who uh, should be fed with meat, not with strong meat, uh, strong food. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. By the time we have stayed in the presence of God six months, one year, our spiritual mind ought to have developed. Hallelujah. So let's go to our text. Jude chapter 1. We begin to read from verse 1 through 3. We use the ESV version according to how our pastor has uh, been running it for some weeks now. Jude chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3. 
Jude chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, beloved in God, the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. Are you kept for Jesus Christ, people? Are you kept for Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. And I remember pastor sharing with us on Sunday that the word beloved there means that you have been loved before time. Praise the Lord. One who is called the beloved is one who has been loved before. And uh, we went through the scriptures. We came to the realization to be loved before. The book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. It said, but God showed his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It was a love that was even before the foundation of the earth. It was a love that was in existence even before you and I were bettered into this world. And I remember pastor saying vividly that we, 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 we were loved even before we were bettered. But the, the moment we accept the saving grace of Christ and we're coming into Christ, then that love becomes more appropriated in our lives. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. In other words, you could be loved and yet not reap the full benefit of the love that you have been loved. Hello? But until you come in into the fold, until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, then the totality of that love is not unfolded, it's not revealed to you. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. He said, mercy, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, hallelujah, I say hallelujah, Think of it. Uh, I remember pastor saying that uh, Jude is just one chapter, but it's so loaded, isn't it? How many of us remember that when he said that word on Sunday? He said it's so loaded. It's, it has so much in it. And I began to wonder, uh, when, when, I, when, when I was going through this scripture again, something just caught my attention. He said, beloved, he said, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation. I found it necessary. I find it, I find it appealing to write to you on what subject? On contending for the faith. Isn't it? What was in his initial intention before? To write about salvation. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. To write about salvation. If he has written about salvation, you know what we would have missed. Do you know what we would have lost? We probably would have not come to the realization of what God's word has made provision for, for us. We probably would have not known in verse 20 that you and I, there is, uh, there, 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 there is a pattern that we need to pray. There is an area in which we need to pray in other than a, a, a praying in some other area. We wouldn't have known that we need to pray in the spirit, beloved Building up your most holy, uh, yourself on your most holy faith by doing what? By praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So Jude himself understood what it meant to grow and contend for the faith. 
Because it has, it has to be by a spiritual detour. It has to be by a spiritual diversion. For him to have left his original assignment to carry out God's divine purpose. And it is my prayer that you and I, besides what we want to do, we will always want to do the will and the bidding of God in the name of Jesus. Think of people like Joseph, like we have been studying. Think of people like Moses. If they had not gotten to the point where they could be subject to the voice and the dealings of the Holy Spirit, they probably would have gone astray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have talked about contending for the faith. We are talking about it. You and I, it is a day-after-day contention. You need to fight. I believe that is the meaning of contending. Is it not to fight? Is it not to strive for? Is it not to struggle for? People of God, is that not the meaning of contention? It means that day after day, the challenges of life will want to make us veer away from the divine provisions of God. It will want us to go to the left. I love that scripture, Isaiah chapter 30. It said, you will hear a voice from behind you telling you this is the way. Walk in it. When you decide to turn to the left, when you decide to turn to the right, and God still wants you to go straight. Even when the things on your right and on your left are more appealing to you. Hallelujah. Even when the things on your left and your right, it looks much easier. Wouldn't it have been much more easier for, 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 for Joseph to live in the house of Potiphar if he had listened to the bidding of the wife? Come on, talk to me. This is Bible study. Isn't it? No, no, no. Let's look deep into it. Potiphar had already handed over everything that he owned to Joseph. True or false? The only one he did not give him is who? The wife. So, the only person who could stand against some decision uh, Joseph would have taken, it could be Potiphar's wife. True or false? If he gets to the other room and he meets with the husband and he said, this boy you employed in this house. Honestly, I don't like what he's doing. Do you think Potiphar will listen to her or not? Talk to me. Will he listen? I, I, I know he would have listened. He will listen. And how did I know that? As soon as he told, uh, he, uh, she told Potiphar that Joseph was uh, trying to rape her. Abby, what happened? He sent him straight to jail. It meant that he will listen to her. True or false? So, if Joseph now has Potiphar's belonging, Potiphar's house, Potiphar's estate, Potiphar's businesses, everything that Potiphar owed, if he had it in his hand, and he also had a wife in his hand, don't you think his life would have been much more easier? But he would have lost out in God's divine purpose for his life. So sometimes, when we fail to grow up and contend for our faith, what happens is that, we have a detour out of God's divine purpose for our life. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. I thought I would hear a better amen. So he said, Beloved, although I was eager to write to you about our common salvation, I have found it necessary to write, appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Contend them for the faith. That is the whole essence of our spiritual battle. It is only when we have finished contending successfully that we will be able to say like Paul, I have fought 
a good fight. I have run the race. I have finished it. And there is a crown waiting for me. That is the only time we can boldly say that. And it is my prayer that you and I, we will run our faith to the point of finishing. And we will not just finish, but we will finish well in the name of Jesus. I said we will finish well in the name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 to 26, the NIV. Hebrews 11. We saw four major aspects of Moses' life. How he used his faith to refuse so many things. By faith, verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he has grown, hallelujah. And this is where the subtitle came from. Moses, when he has grown, hallelujah. When he has grown up, refused to be known as Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Hallelujah. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 27. He said, by faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is what? He saw him who is invisible. Hallelujah. So my question to us tonight, in our contention for faith, in our pursuit for our life purposes, which is, must be or according to the will and the purpose of God, what is it that you are seeing while you are pursuing after that purpose? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we saw four things. Number one, we saw that he refused, he used his faith to refuse to be known as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. Number two, he used his faith to refuse the fleeting pleasures of sin. Number three, he used his faith to, 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 to run away from the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead for the reward. And number four, he used his faith to turn his back on Egypt. Hallelujah. Not fearing the king's anger. And I went through that scriptures again. Something dropped in my mind because I believe that when we listen to the word of God, Beyond what we hear, we must be able to process in our spirit man. Like the Berean Christian in the book of Acts chapter 11. The Bible said they hear the word. They went back home. They went back to that same word. Look deep into it to see if those things which were spoken to them were truly true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot grow with speed if all you hear is only what they say to you. If you cannot find out some truth for yourself, it will be difficult for you to grow with speed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is the more reason why we must always learn to go back home. To go through those same words again. Because in going back again, you will begin to see some deeper truth that God wants to reveal to you. Because when the man of God is standing here speaking, what, he may be, what Mr. A may be hearing may be different from what Mr. B may be hearing. The interpretation Mr. A may be given to those words may be different from what Mr. B is giving. And that is how God deals with us. 
He will use that same word to speak to our individual situations. And when I was reading this scripture, I, this part of it was what actually jumped at me. That he persevered because of what? He saw the one who was invisible. Hallelujah. And the Bible says it is what? The invisible things that controls the visible. So between the invisible and the visible, which one is greater? Talk to me, people. The invisible. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Moses saw the invisible one. And if you look at the life of Joseph, he saw his own vision. He saw his own dreams before him. The Bible says he saw in a dream the moon, the, the sun, the moon, and the star all bowing before him. Hallelujah. And so even while he was in the pit, his dream was holding him on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For, for, for you as a person, if you are not having something that you are holding on to, that is making you strong or thick, if you are not having something that you are holding on to, it will be easy for you to fall for anything. True or false? Hallelujah. You will fall for anything. The dreams of Joseph was what kept him. The invisible one that Moses saw was what preserved him to persevere. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 that Jesus, he, he, he was looking at the cross and he was able to despise the shame. Give me Hebrew, thank you. Fixing, give me in the New King James Version please. He said looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, what was said before him? What was said before him? There was a joy that was set before him. He was looking unto that joy. He was looking unto that joy. The Bible says he was able to endure the cross. He was able to despise the shame. He saw a greater glory. He saw a greater benefit. What greater joy? What greater benefit? What invisible one are you seeing? What is the vision? What is the dream that you are holding on to? It is that dream that will help you not to give in when the pleasures, the treasures, and the Egypt, they come pressing on, on you. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I say the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Moving forward, pastor took us through the secret of, jo of Moses. What was the secret of Moses? I've also I've, uh, 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 indirectly highlighted it. And one of those secrets of Moses, I don't know if there will be many more, but by revelation, what we have seen about the life of Moses that helped him to turn his back on the pleasure, on the treasure, and everything that was in Egypt, on being called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, on being able to turn his back on the glamour, on the grace, the accolade, the honor that comes in that office, in that position that he was, he, he, he was occupying as Pharaoh's daughter's son. Do you know what it means? It's just like being Prince Charles when Queen Elizabeth was still alive. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. How you know, uh, how many of us watch the crowning or the coronation of, uh, 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 of uh, King Charles now, isn't it? You, you could see the children. They, 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 they felt so big, isn't it? From childhood, they've, they've trained those children in the royal pattern. 
they don't wave, they, they, they don't walk on the street and wave their hand like this. Do you, do you understand that? You see, they, they, they do it stylishly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. They do it in a royal pattern. They do it in a royal format. And so for us, looking at the life of Moses, turning his back on all of these things, it must be that there is something greater that he has seen of the truth. The Bible says he persevered because he saw the one who is invisible. Jesus saw the joy that was set before him. Moses, I mean, Joseph saw the dream that was before him. And he was not willing to cave in to the pressure of Potiphar's wife. May we not give up in our time of pressure in the name of Jesus. May our dreams sustain us. May the visions before us be able to sustain us. May the invisible one that we have seen, may he be able to sustain us. Most of this, uh, all of these things we are talking about, is a day-to-day activity that happens to us. You work in an office and they bring uh, Ghana, Ghana must go loaded with dollars. People of God, you know it will take anointing for you to refuse. Hallelujah. Somebody talk to me. It will take you anointing to refuse. Do you know that? It will take you God's grace to refuse. So every time I listen to this teaching, you know what keeps going on in my mind? The faith to contend, I mean to refuse, must be stronger than the faith to receive. Hello? Have you, did anybody think of, did you, did you, did you think of that? That you need a bigger faith to refuse than a faith to receive. Isn't it? I, 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 I don't know. That is the way I'm looking, I'm looking at it. Because pastor just keep preaching. I sit down there. My mind will go far in the office. And all I need to do is just to carry biro and just sign. And millions of dollars will go. And I'm going to benefit. I wake up in the morning. I'm looking for money to buy for I wake up in the morning. I'm looking for money to do this, to do this, to do that. And then all of a sudden, free money just came. Nobody, no CCTV camera is looking at me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all I just need to do, it will take you extraordinary faith for you to refuse. How many, how many people have lost their identity, lost their, 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 their personality, lost the faith that they profess? In the office, because of the things that they have endorsed. There are people you go into their office or into their compound and you say, I'm looking for brother so-so and so, or sister so-so and so. He's a member of my church. And the neighbor will say, what did you say? A member of your church. You may say this one too, they go church. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. People have looked down on you because you yourself, you have, you, you, you have not been a true representative of Jesus Christ in your place of influence, in your place of marketplace. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So for me, I feel that we should, we need a greater faith, a stronger faith. And somebody will ask, are there levels of faith? Yes, there are different levels of faith. You remember what Jesus told them? He said, if you have faith as small as what? The grain of a small mustard seed. Mustard seed. If I drop one grain of mustard seed on my palm, where you are seated, you won't see it. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. It means that faith 
has dimensions. Faith has levels. So the level you need to refuse the flinty pleasures of Egypt, the accolades and the royalty that is, uh, 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 that, 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 that is attached to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You need a greater faith. You need a greater faith to tell Potiphar's wife, I am not going in with you. Hallelujah. This afternoon, I just tuned to the radio. Because usually when I drive, I must listen to radio. And, I was, and somebody was sharing, sharing a, a story. And he said the person needed uh, advice. He said the, the guy's rent is actually due this uh, month. Or it's already due some uh, days back now. But he had to go to the landlady and plead to plead with her that please just uh, give me uh, this month end. By the month end when I receive my salary, I will be able to offset my house rent. And the landlady said, well, it's just that I don't know. You are so nice. You are such a good, a good boy. You are such a good tenant. You don't make trouble. I love the way you talk. I love the way you act. You are so peaceful. He said, but do you know that you can actually live in this house without paying rent? And the man, and the guy said, I don't understand. And he said, well, if you can just be my own, you understand what I mean. Hello? You understand what I mean? Uh-huh. If he can do like Potiphar's wife demanded from Joseph, he said, you can be living in this house for free. So he actually sent he actually sent a message to the uh, person who was anchored, uh, anchoring the, the show to find out what is his advice. Uh, yes, ah, it was what I also said. Before you get to the point where you are seeking for people's advice, it means that you are somehow considering, isn't it? And you are just looking for somebody to tie it on his neck to say it was the advice they gave me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I said, there is a possibility that this guy who is even asking for this advice is also a Christian. He knows the story of uh, Joseph. He has read the story of Potiphar's wife and Joseph. But he's looking for advice. And uh, somebody said that uh, if you have a great destiny before you, the better you run for your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, it may be easy for us to say so, standing here, true or false. It may be easy for us to sit down and say, ah, for you, when there is no possibility of even a salary coming for you to pay for the rent, and here is a window of opportunity, in quote, giving you free access, now you could live in the house as a co-landlord. Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. You can even move from your one room now and move into the main apartment. It will take extra faith for you to truly refuse. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. May temptation that is beyond our strength not come our way in Jesus' name. Because it's not as easy as we are saying it when you are truly faced with the situation. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. So verse 24, let's read verse 24. Of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24. It said by faith. Let's go back to ESV. ESV, our original 
translation for these studies. It said, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, hallelujah, when he was what? Grown up. It means that growth, as it has been established on Sunday, it is paramount, it is vital, it is a necessity for us. Hallelujah. It is, a, it is an imperative for us. It is an essential. It is, I, I, don't know what to, to, I don't know how to quantify it in, in English for us to truly comprehend what this scripture is saying. Growth is important for us to be able to get to that point where we can truly look at all of these things and be able to refuse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said, when Moses grew up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused, he refused, he refused. So many refusers, he had to put forward. Why? Because he has grown to a certain level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Growth is an imperative, an essential for anyone who aspires to fulfill destiny. And I said here that the fulfillment of destiny is the completion of our God-given assignment here on earth. How many of us agree to that? At the end of your walk on earth, it should be recorded against you like Paul said. I have run the faith. I have finished the course. I have fought a good fight. You should have been able to finish your assignment on earth. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You shouldn't leave this world with God's purpose unfulfilled in your life. You shouldn't leave this world with God's assignment unfulfilled, unanswered to in this life. I love a book. I can't remember the writer now, but I remember the title of the book because I've read it before. It says, live, live full and die empty. How many of us have read that book? Or at least seen it? Live full and die empty. What he was simply saying is that your life must be lived, uh, be lived to, uh, to, to the fullest. Fulfilling God's purpose. Such that the day you are dying, you are dying empty. You are not owing God anything, any assignment, any undone assignment here on earth. You have emptied your totality, fulfilling God's purpose. You have emptied your total self. Fulfilling God's assignment for your life. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. If you were born to swim in water and you didn't have the opportunity to swim in water, you would have not died empty. And it is my prayer that each and every one of us will fulfill our divine purposes on earth in Jesus' name. I say in Jesus' name. And I remember also a word that also struck me on Sunday. He said, if you do not have spiritual cloud in you, there are some things you must not do what? Try. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Spiritual clouds around you. If you have not grown to a certain level, people of God, don't go into a place where they are casting out demons and then because you know how to speak in tongues, you want to cast out demons. They will deal with you like the seven sons of Scavers. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? And the Bible said that they tore them. Isn't it? They tore the clothes on them. They beat them silly. 
I've seen a place where they were casting out demons and the, 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 the demon-possessed person became so violent and started beating the person casting out the demons. Praise the Lord. If your spiritual cloud is not thick enough, please, there are some things you must not try. Hallelujah. So when you wake up in the morning, let your prayer be, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Deliver us from every... Hallelujah. Deliver us from every temptation. Deliver us from every evil. It should be your prayer. Because there must be some things that you cannot try. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So the progression we make in our relationship with Christ is the growth we need to experience true fulfillment of God's very best for us. Our faith is not meant to be static, people. It is not meant to be static. No, that is not what our faith is meant for. Our faith is meant to grow on a daily basis. Hallelujah. We are supposed to grow in grace. The book of 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18 says that to us. We must grow in grace. We must, we must learn to get mature. Grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We must learn to grow in grace. We must learn to grow day after day in our lives. And how do you do that? It has to be by how much personal development, how much personal time you give to yourself in hearing and studying the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And I love one of my pastors, he will keep singing with it. And hearing, 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 hearing. You keep on hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So, we looked at four points on what else growth can do for us. Hallelujah. Don't forget, we have established the fact that the secret to Moses' uh, uh, ability to refuse all of these four uh, uh, sub topics that we highlighted was because he has grown. Hallelujah. He grew up. And if we are to be able to get to the point where we can differentiate between the right and the wrong, what to refuse and what to accept, we must also learn to grow up in our spiritual life. Hallelujah. Let me look at somebody and say, please, you must grow up. Hallelujah. You know some believers, the kind of complaints they have been complaining 10 years ago since they gave their life to Christ, 10 years after they still have that same complaints. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. The same kind of life that they led 10 years ago, they are still living that same kind of life 10 years after. It's not a life of growth. It's not a life of progression. God wants us to grow up. Say to that person again, grow up. Hallelujah. So we looked at four things that growth can also do for us as people of God. Number one, it say it will open up your heart to the burdens of his people. It will open up your heart to the burdens of his people. Exodus chapter 2, we read verse 11 to 15. Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 to 15. The ESV, please. It said, one day when Moses had grown up, you see that same word highlighted here? When he has grown up, hallelujah, 
he went out to his people and looked on their bodies. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. Hallelujah. He said he looked this way and that. And seeing no one, he did what? He struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Hallelujah. We are reading to verse 15. He said, when he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the wrong, why do you strike your companion? He answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. Verse 15. He said, when Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. So, what growth does for you is that it will open up in your heart the burden for his people. Hallelujah. And that is where we should also learn to grow to. How much of so, uh, the, the burden for souls is in us? How much longing do we have in us to reach out to lost sinners? Moses, when he grew up, the Bible says that he felt the burden of his people. And he decided, hallelujah, to go check on his people. And I remember for you to get to the point where the burden of God's people is placed in your heart, it will mean that you have grown to a certain level in your Christian life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Growth confers on you a certain level of responsibility. Moses felt the burden of his people. He felt responsible for his people. He knew that God was calling him to save his people. But you see, this is where understanding comes in. You being able to know the timing for your assignment. This is where it comes in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, that God has revealed his purpose to you does not mean, I remember pastor saying, you should drop your, your academic pursuit, a hundred level, in two hundred level, and carry Bible and jump into ministry. You know so many people have done that. I know so many of them who did the same thing. Ah, the calling of God upon my life is so strong. It's so strong. It's so strong. Honestly, I cannot even concentrate on what I'm doing again. And then they jump out of school, carry Bible, and entered into ministry. And then when the troubles, the, tre- the, 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 ple- the fleeting, the fleeting uh, pleasures of Egypt and the treasures of Egypt began to, 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 to steer them on the face because they have not prepared enough. The Bible says, I mean, they, 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 they did the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Do you know that many believers or many ministers who today, they are doing the wrong thing. Many of them did not start wrongly. It was because of pleasures, treasures, pressure that made so many of them to cave in. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And you know this syndrome of uh, uh, success, the interpretation of success. We want to grow. We want to blow. Uh, John, we started ministry together. Now he's having 1,000 congregations. I'm still struggling with 100. People of God, Peter preached and won 3,000 souls in one 
evangelism. Isn't it? Isn't it? Jesus, in three and a half years, how many souls did he gather? How many souls did he gather? Twelve apostles and seventy disciples. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. But Peter did one outreach. And the second outreach, how many people came in one, in one day? 5,000 were added to the church. If they put Peter by the side and they put Jesus by the side, by the, words, uh, 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 by the word uh, calibration system, who will we say is successful? We will say Peter, isn't it? He was able to grow his congregation to 5,000. And Jesus did 12. He has 70 disciples. And yet one even sold him out. God does not judge the way we judge. Your mission on this earth could be to reach out to one soul. And you would have completed your assignment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I heard of the story of uh, the evangelist who went out to preach. Uh, and he kept shouting for people to give their life to Christ. And nobody, people did not come out. Just one soul, one soul, one soul came out. Just one soul. And he went back home. He was shattered. He was disappointed. He has never seen that in his ministry. He began to question, is it that he has become a sinner? That is why people did not give their lives to Christ. But people of God, do you know what happened? That one soul became a great evangelist who was bringing thousands and thousands of people into Christ in the person of Billy Graham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, your assignment could be different from mine. I must not use you to evaluate my own level of assignment. Moses grew up. When he grew up, the burden of his people fell on his heart. And he decided to check on them. But something went wrong. It was not the fullness of time. It was not the fullness of time. Sometimes when God revealed his purpose to you, the reason why he has revealed it to you is for you to be able to go back and make proper preparation for the assignment. Not to jump into the assignment. And many people have failed. Many people have lost it because they did not take time to prepare for the assignment that they saw. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Number two, it says it will bet the purpose of God in your heart. It will bet the purpose of God in your heart. Acts chapter 7, verse 23 to 29. It will bet the purpose of God in your heart. It said, when he was 40 years old, he came into his heart to visit his brothers. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. What impressed this, it came into his heart, into him, was nothing but the help of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He grew to the level that he could understand what the Holy Spirit was impressing in his heart. The burden of his people was, on his, was in his heart. He knew that the time of fulfilling purpose has come. He said he came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. Verse 24. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended and, 
and sorry, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptians. Go on. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Improper timing. Is that not what we just established? Improper timing. He thought the time for his assignment has come. He thought he was well equipped enough. At this point, Moses has not learned what it means to be scorched by the sun. At this time, he doesn't know what it means to fend for himself. At this time, he had not gone. He has, he has no understanding of the rigors of his people. So he could sympathize, but he cannot empathize. He could sympathize, but he cannot empathize because he doesn't understand. He thought that they will know that he was the savior of the children of Israel. But the fullness of time had not come. They will not jet out when the fullness of our calling has not been come, has not come in the name of Jesus. May we not run for an assignment that we have not gotten the full blueprint in the name of Jesus. Otherwise, you will run halfway and you will get exhausted only to come back to get the full details of the assignment that has been given to you. Like uh, children, you know, uh, I used to have a niece in those days. If you just say, go and, as soon as he just hear, go and, she will take off. And uh, 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 the parents were staying in the duplex. If you just hear, Go up and she will just take up. She will get halfway on the staircase. And now remember that the message is not complete. She will now come back and say, Mommy, what did you say? Hallelujah. And that is exactly what happens to some people when they hear the call of God. And as a comedian will say, he says some of them is a flash. They just heard. And they took the flash for a call. And they started running. By the time you get to the middle of the calling, and you discover that the blueprint of your assignment has not been delivered to you, it's either you will begin to cut corners or you will begin to compromise. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I won't be able to read it to verse 29. Uh, I believe we, God has given us what he wants to give us on that part. So once purpose is bettered, there must be preparation before deployment. How many of us remember hearing that on Sunday? There must be preparation before deployment. If you deploy before preparation, you are going to fail on the way. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I said the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Number three, it will help us to discern the voice of man from that of God. It will help us to do what? Discern the voice of man from the voice of God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. How many of us have been in this kind of situation before? Before you decided on something or you did something or you went somewhere, you had an inner conviction. You had an intuition within your spirit man, within you. Okay, let us not call it the spirit man because at that point you probably did not know it was the spirit of God. Something telling you, don't, 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 don't go, don't take it, don't go there. Have you ever heard of it before? And then you go at the end of the day, you meet with something negative. And you say, ah, but I was hearing, something was telling me, something was telling me not to do this. How many of us have experienced that before? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Do you know the reason why you thought it was something and not the Holy Spirit, that you couldn't realize it was the Holy Spirit, was because you had not grown to that level to understand the voice of your, of your heart from the voice of God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. A growth, what it does to you is that it will help you to differentiate between the voice of God and the voice of man. You will be accurate in your, in, in, in your ability to decipher that voice. Once you hear it, you will be able to know this is the voice of man and this is the voice of God. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. First Samuel chapter 2, we read a few verses from 22 to 26 and then chapter 3 from verse 1 to 19. I will just highlight a few points. My time is almost up. Hallelujah. He said, now Eli was very old and he kept hearing all. Okay, give us in the, I think. Okay, is it okay then? He said, now Eli was very old. And he kept hearing all that his sons were doing to all Israel. And now they lay with the women who were serving at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Hallelujah. May God help us not to raise this kind of children in Jesus' name. He said, and he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. And that was the, 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 the error. That was highlighted before us on Sunday. Eli did not rebuke his children with stern warning. He didn't flog them. It was too casual. Because God himself affirmed it. That you did not speak to your children the way you are supposed to speak to them. Verse 24. He said, no, my sons. It is, not, it is no good report that I hear the people of the Lord spreading abroad. Hallelujah. If someone sins against a man, God will mediate for him. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they would not listen to the voice of their father. For it was the will of the Lord to put them to death. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Amen. It was the will of the Lord to put them to death. Verse 25. Verse 26. Sorry. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow. Please underscore that word. Underline that word. He did what? He continued to grow. Both in stature and in favor with the Lord. And also with man. Hallelujah. He kept on growing. He kept on developing his spiritual muscles. He kept on developing, sharpening his, his, his spiritual ability. He kept on growing. He did, he did not stagnate himself. He did not play two at one point. He did not say that uh, Eli was still alive. I will not do what I'm supposed to do. Pastor is preaching to us. So there is no need for me to study the word of God again. He did not do that. The boy, the boy continued to grow. Hallelujah. And that, that for me says a lot. That we must learn to continue to grow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the pastor stopped at uh, verse 26. But when I decided to read further again, I saw something that in years I have never seen before. In verse 27. And let me quickly share it with you. It says, And there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, Who came to Eli? A man of God. What was uh, Samuel 
being trained for? What was he in the temple for? To take over from Eli, isn't it? As a man of God, as a priest, as a prophet of God. He said, a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt, subject to the house of Pharaoh? I will just stop there. You can read it for yourself. But I want to highlight something. Pastor says something that God will not just throw destruction, judgment on people without warning them. Hallelujah. Do you know Samuel was not the first person that warned Eli of the things that was happening in his house? God sent a man of God. And another thing I want us to highlight here. Why did God send the man of God? Because Samuel was still going through the process of growing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has not developed to the point where he could differentiate the voice of Eli from the voice of God. He had not grown to that level. But when in chapter 3, he grew to that point. And I remember what pastor was saying on Sunday as well, that I will also want to highlight. When he grew under the mentoring of Eli, hallelujah, he was able to differentiate between the voice of man and the voice of God. Hallelujah. And he said, no matter what, you need a mentor in your life. Hallelujah. Listen to me, people of God. You may not need the anointing of that mentor. You may not need the grace of that mentor, but you need the experience of that mentor. Hallelujah. It is the experience that will guide you through. It is the experience that will deliver to you the code that will unlock that great mystery that has been standing before you. When Moses, I mean, when Samuel received the code, what happened? When God came to him the third time, and he said, Samuel, Samuel, he was able to understand that at this time, it wasn't Eli that was calling him. And what did he say? He said, yes, speak for your servant. Speak for your servant. Hallelujah. Some King James Version members are still in church. There is no hear it in New King James Version. It is the old King James Version. Hallelujah. You know, it was in Precious People's Assembly that I actually had to drop my original King James Version. As in, not drop it totally. I never liked to read any other translation, if not the original King James Version. It was as if they confused me along the way. Praise the Lord. But you know, Pastor taught us how to navigate through different scriptures. Hallelujah. And you know, I always enjoy it when it's moving from the King James Version to New King James to ESV to PT, uh, uh, TPT, hallelujah, to NIV, to NLT, hallelujah, to Amplifier. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes, one of my pastors actually called that translation Amplifier because it amplifies. To the Amplify, hallelujah. And it was here I got to that I came to understand there was even another new version called Amplified Classic. Hallelujah. And when he navigates through all of those uh, scriptures, highlighting the various points that each of them is trying to reveal, you know, it makes the, the study of the Word of God so, so, so wonderful, interesting, and more elaborate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was then I began to love uh, even the message. You know, I never loved any other translation, really. And why? It was because of the 
Bible we were using in those days in the school. How many of us know when you are in a, a Christian religious knowledge class, there is a particular Bible you use? What is the name of that by translation? Eh? For where which good news? Revised Standard Version. Yes, RSV. Uh, yeah. Revised Standard Version. RSV, yeah. Revised Standard Version. You know, I kept reading. Then one day I now stumbled into good news. And I wanted to check Ecclesiastes chapter, ele- uh, chapter 11, verse 1. You know, the original King James Version says, Cast thy bread upon the water, and thou shalt find it after many days. Hallelujah. Show us uh, technology. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. You can't find it. Okay. The good news. Now, he said, cast thy bread. Did you see thy? Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Good news. I don't think they have it in the technology. But the good news says, invest your money in, okay, in foreign trade. Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, and one of these days, you will make profit. And I know he's a businessman that did this translation. Hallelujah. So I lost interest in reading any other translation because I couldn't relate. We cast your bread upon the waters and you will find it after many days and then invest your money in foreign trade. I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend. But do you know this is the truth? It is true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is true. Every seed you sow, everything you do in the house of God is an investment. Hallelujah. It is an investment. And an investment that you will always reap after many, many days. You will get a profit. Hallelujah. He said to the children of Israel in the book of Jeremiah, He said, I have not called you to, to serve me in what? In what? Hey. If he has not called us to serve him in vain, it means that he has called us to serve him profitably. Isn't it? Aha. Uh-huh. That is what the word of God says. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So it will help us to discern the voice of man from that of God. I can't go into the scriptures because my time is already up. We must be able to train our spiritual ears to that level that we can understand the voice of God from the voice of man. We can understand the voice of God from the voice of the devil. Do you know that sometimes the devil also comes to us and tell, tell us, thus says the Lord? Do you know he does that? You are not answering me. You have not read in the Bible where they say even the devil appears sometimes as angel of light. You have not read that before? That he can still come to you as an angel of light? If an angel of light is coming to you, is he not to tell you, thus says the Lord? Is it not to tell you the message of God? And sometimes, uh, uh, the Bible even said it. It says some, some, some wrong doctrines have crept in into the church. It comes with deception. It comes even calling the name of the Lord. And that is why the Bible says, Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God. True of us. Uh, because on that day, he will say that, I do not know you. He said, but we, he will say to them, we cast out demons in your name. We did miracles in your name. How will you say you don't know us? He will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. So when our hearts 
And the devil is speaking to us. May our ears be attuned to know when God is speaking from when our flesh is speaking. And may the grace to make the right choice, to receive the faith, to contend and be able to, 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 to make the right decision, even when it's not convenient for us. May that grace be released upon us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes the easy way is not always the way out. It can be a way to destruction. And what the devil will always bring before us is the easy way. He did it to Jesus Christ. He said, look, just jump from here. After all, the Bible says that he will give his angels charge over you. They will bear you up in their, in, in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And he kept on saying, giving him options. He said, why not just turn stone to bread? Why not just bow before me? And I will deliver the word to you. Why do you need to go through the cross? That was what the devil was saying. Why do you need to go through the rigors, the pains of dying on the cross? I can deliver the word to you. After all, it's mine. Was it not his? Was it not his? And that is why the Bible says the God of this world has blinded their eyes. It was his. But Jesus said, depart from me. Hallelujah. Get thee behind me, Satan. May he go behind us in Jesus' name. And you know the beautiful, the, whether we call it beautiful or not, I don't know. The, 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 whether we call it the bad, the bad part of it is, the Bible said that he left him for a, he left him for a, aha, uh-huh. if the devil didn't get you on Monday, he will try you on Tuesday. If he didn't get you on Tuesday, he will try on Wednesday. You know the devil doesn't give up. Hallelujah. I believe that is one quality we must learn to learn from the devil. Never giving up. Because Christians, we give up too soon, too easily. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number four, the last one. Growth. It will strengthen your inner man so that Christ can make your heart his home. And when you will be able to, at that point, you will be able to comprehend the dimensions of God's love, his, pure, his purpose and his provisions for your life. Your thoughts and your talk must carry God's presence. It must carry God's aura. You must be able to develop an inner strength within you. An inner strength that will cause God to make his abode in you. Hallelujah. You must grow to the level that Christ is comfortable to making his home in you. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And he will keep us strong in the name of Jesus. Finally, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15 to 21. Ephesians chapter 3, 15 to 21, the New Living Translation. New Living Translation, 15 to 21. It said, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. May he strengthen us in the name of Jesus. When he strengthens us with his spirit, he said, then Christ will make his home in our hearts. Hallelujah. And you will become rooted and you will grow, hallelujah, into love and keep you strong. Hallelujah. I'm just paraphrasing my own translation. Praise the Lord. When I write my Bible, that is what I will write there. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So God wants us to grow in strength. He wants us to grow in his wisdom. He wants us to grow in his way. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. Do you know it is expected that we should be able to understand to a certain degree God's word? It may not be total, but you must be able to understand the word of God 
to a certain degree, such that you are no longer tossed about like a child, like a baby, to and fro by winds of doctrine. He said, and all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love. Verse 19, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be able to make Sorry, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The last verse, okay, the last two verses. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ through all generation forever and ever. Amen. We must learn to grow in spirit, we must let our root go down deep into his word and cause our inner man to become developed to the point that Christ can make his abode in us. In Revelation, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hears my voice and open up, he says, I will come unto him. I will make my dwelling with him. I will sup with him. I will dwell with him. I will walk with him. That is what the scripture is saying. It is my prayer that the Lord will find us worthy place to dwell in, in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus as we welcome Mama off stage. You can do better than that. Are we blessed tonight? Contending for the faith. Amen. I believe that um, this message will keep on working and working in every areas of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. At this time, we are now on um, our question time. Do we have anyone, do anyone has a question? Pastor Vincent is here. Hallelujah. It is my prayer that we will take this message seriously because as believers in this time, in this season, that is what we need as believers because we are truly in the last days. Amen. We are in the last days. We need to constantly contend for our faith. Hallelujah. We need faith to refuse those things that are unrighteous. Are we all good? Are we all good? Hallelujah. Praise God. No question? Praise the Lord. The Lord will continue to help us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it is just to um, please let us go on and on. We have the message on the membership platform. It is very, very important because we need to, you know, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. We need to constantly listen to the word of life so that we can grow thereby. Hallelujah. Faith is something that we often just mentioned anyhow. It is very, very strong. Hallelujah. How strong is your faith? The Bible has said that even if you have just a faith that can be, you know, compared to a mustard seed, then you can say to a mountain, 
Be thou moved, and it shall be so. Hallelujah. Our faith is very, very important as believers because it is our belief in the God that we serve. Amen? And that belief has to be based on our spiritual conviction. To be strong, for us to be able to contend, you know, our faith, we need to have a spiritual conviction in our spirit. Shout hallelujah. Because Moses was able to, you know, to deny himself. He used faith to refuse the pleasure of the world. Because of what? He saw him that was invisible. Hallelujah. So please ask your neighbor, what is your conviction in your in Christ. What is your conviction in Christ? I say, ask your neighbor. Tell her. Tell him. What is your conviction? Because that conviction is what will make you to be able to stand. Some people is on, you know, the good things in Christianity. So some people is about demons. Hallelujah. We all have, but, you know, our faith must be on something. Christ said something that, you know, um, our faith must be built on, that, on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ. So that if adversity comes, it is that your conviction that will make you to stand. Because everything will run contrary to your conviction. Shout hallelujah. And that is why we see so many believers now, you know. Any little thing we give in, we complain, we murmur, we do all sorts. We are like a baby. Hallelujah. With feeding bottle. So, I pray that. Because if we do not have a conviction, then it is very, very difficult for us to maintain our ground. Shout hallelujah. I once had a story that, uh, you know, they were, you know, Engaging in a deliverance session. And the demon in that man asks, On what ground are you standing? And the man looked and looked. He did not understand the question. And he said, I'm standing on the ground now. And the ground is very, very solid. And the demon bounced on that person, beat a hair out of him. Hallelujah. So, the same man went somewhere to be delivered. It, it was not the man beating the man, no. It was the demon in that person. Because he knows, the demon knows that this man has no moral ground to cast him out. So, the man went to another place again to be helped. And during the course of the ministration, the demon spoke again to this great man of God. That on what ground? Are you standing? What is the right that you have? And that one that knows himself, he said, I'm standing on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And by the time he had that answer, he screamed and screamed and screamed, and then the demon came out and left the man. Hallelujah. So, brethren, we're in the last days, and everything that is going on, even in our home, in our businesses, in our marriages, in our family, what will make us to stand is our conviction in Christ. Shout hallelujah. So I want to encourage us this evening once again that let us, you know, 
you know, I mean, let our conviction be strong. If you don't have anything solid, it is high time to go in, in, into the place of prayer and have a, you know, and, you know, catch a glimpse of that conviction. Shout hallelujah. You know you know yourself. If someone asks you, what is your name? I cannot tell somebody that I am Ebuka. Because my name is not Ebuka. You cannot be convinced. You know, you cannot convince me that that is my name because I know my name. Shout hallelujah. So that is how we ought as believer, believers to have our conviction in Christ. What is the basis of our salvation? On what ground are we standing? Hallelujah. So I pray that God Almighty will continue to help us even as we journey through this life. Amen. To be able to constantly contend for our faith. In, in your marriage, in your home, in businesses, we, we face a lot of things that, you know, that are contending for our faith. You will not fall in Jesus' name. God will keep, you know, keep us standing in the mighty name of Jesus. Our faith will not be shaken in the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Brethren, we have you know, so much a great cloud of witnesses that, you know, that can be sharing up. We have a great example that we can rely on. And I pray that God Almighty you know, will not cause us to fall in the mighty name of Jesus. We will not throw in the towel in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will keep us strong and strong and strong in Jesus' name. Shout hallelujah. At this time, I would like us to bring out our offering. Our offering. Giving offering too is by faith. Amen. So let's bring out our offering as we honor God this afternoon. Our offering and our title to honor the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your wholesomeness, even in our midst. Father, Lord, we come before you, God, with our offering and our tithe. Father, we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, that your blessing will rest upon our giving in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, you have said that you bless the righteous. Father, Lord, cause the blessing to continue to rest upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you increase the fruit of our righteousness in Jesus' name. Help us to grow in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Refuge, please take our offering, even as we listen to the following announcement. Um, this week is very, very special because we are having our Mother's Day. Let's celebrate God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's like we are not happy. That clap is not uh, thunderous. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate our mothers. Amen. It only comes, you know, it comes only once in a year. Hallelujah. And this year is going to be fantastic. We're going to experience God. God will, you know, release his grace upon us as mothers in the house in the mighty name of Jesus. So we have our flyer, Women of Courage. Praise the Lord. Our theme for this year is 
woman of courage. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate God in the house. Praise the Lord. So please let us continue to pray for us. We have a, you know, we have a lot of um, programs that have been lined up. And I pray that no one of us will be disappointed in the mighty name of Jesus. We'd like us to invite our friends, our colleagues, those who, who, who know who have you know be in that habit to be doing, you know, come today, be absent tomorrow. Encourage them that it is Mother's Day. Eh? Food and everything will be plenty. Mothers are what? Hospitable. Mothers are what? We are giving. Mothers are what? We are loving. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I want to assure you that you will be seeing faces. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you are going to see faces. In different heights, different shape, male and female, in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And to that end, I would like to um, remind all our mothers in the house and those of us that are not here either um, by even online, you are hearing, please, our, program, our meeting will be coming up on Saturday. The time is 12 noon. We need to put some finishing touches, rehearsing and other stuff. Please let us make sure that we are here. Hallelujah. And also, at the same time, we're going to be having our evangelism outreach in the morning. Please and please, don't, you know, just be encouraged. Let God's grace be sufficient for us. The evangelism outreach will also be coming up on Saturday morning. I think the time is around 9 a.m., right? Praise God. So please, let us avail of ourselves of that opportunity. The Bible has said one thing that either as winners so is wise. I've, I've always encouraged people that we only need to make our hearts open. You can start up, being, you know, start the, something in the flesh. You end up in the spirit. Hallelujah. Bring yourself here. By the time you, you, you come, God's hand will rest upon you and you yourself, you will thank God that you came. Praise the Lord. So please and please let us um, put this in heart and let us plan towards it. The Lord will bless each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. At this junction, we'd like to welcome, um, if we have anyone worshipping with us for the first time, this is Precious People Assembly for All Nations, where God is doing great and mighty things. Do we have anyone coming for the first time? I can see everybody that I know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us do the work of an evangelist. Praise God. The Lord will continue to strengthen us in Jesus' name. We will not grow weary. We will do the work of an evangelist in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. At this junction, we have come to the end of the service. I would like us to rise up on our feet. Pastor is away. He will be joining us before the week, before the week runs out. Hallelujah. Let's keep on um, listening him up in the, in, the, in the Lord, that God will bring him back safely in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us lift up our voice and begin to just um, thank God. Let's just thank God. Hallelujah. Let's thank God. Let's thank God um, for this evening. Let's thank God for his word. Let's thank God for this 
for his grace that has been poured out even on us. That we need to, you know, to walk in that grace of contending for our faith. None of us will lose our faith in Jesus' name. None of us will face the test of life in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us pray that God will strengthen us in our inner man. We will not faint in our hearts. We will not grow weary. We will not fail God in the name of Jesus. Just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you once again. Lord, we return all glory back unto you. As we leave this place, Lord, we commit ourselves unto you. We pray that your presence will continue to rest upon each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that your grace will constantly be sufficient for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that your divine protection will be guaranteed over us all in the name of Jesus. You wash over us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you because your presence will never leave us. Thank you, Father. Lord, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. I will pray that the blood of Jesus Christ will continue to speak peace in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Let us share our um, grace. Sanctify us true and true. Separate us from profane things. Make us pure and holy, consecrated to God. And may our spirit, our soul, and our body be preserved, sound, and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Faithful is he who is calling us unto himself and is utterly trustworthy, and he will also do it. He will fulfill his calling upon our life by hallowing and keeping us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you once again, and let's have a good evening. Amen.
And we have come to the end of yet another intriguing session of the PPA Fan Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has touched your heart and inspired you to be a light in your marketplace. So, in order to stay connected and access more empowering content, kindly visit our website at ppfan.org. Now, always remember, you are a citizen of heaven and God's ambassador here on earth. May God's love and grace guide you in all your endeavors. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.